When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just like that, the second hour is here for Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow, Outkick Network, which includes Outkick.com, but the YouTube page as well is where you can subscribe and hit the like button. Join us in the chat and much more. You can catch all the shows live or on demand daily on the YouTube channel. Chat, show's flying by. We've got Clay Travis who will join us in 20 minutes. Uh, coming up in about an hour and 15 minutes from right now, uh, Scott Stallings, PGA Tour professional, will join us. He'll give his take on the PGA and Live merger and what was going on in the meeting with Jay Monahan with players yesterday at the Canadian Open. He was there, Scott was, and we'll get his take on everything and the reaction uh, from the players' point of view from yesterday morning. Uh, so PGA Tour, they're taking the money. They're taking the investment from Saudi. We've got some reasoning behind that and some theories as to why it took 12 months instead of maybe 10 years for this to happen, five years for this to happen. That's a bit later in the show. Uh, but Messi, one of the biggest star soccer stars in the world, a GOAT, is turning down the Saudi money. Ronaldo took it. Messi's not taking it. And he's going to be playing for Inter-Miami. That's official because he's also confirmed the reports by saying he's 100% in for MLS after the report earlier today that his destination would be Miami and, and, and MLS and not with Saudi and the soccer control that they hold across the globe. Turning down the big money too. Reports where he was asking for 500, 600 million. We touched on this a couple of weeks ago. Other reports came back and said, they were going to offer around $250 million or so if he wanted to play. But the optics of this will be he turned down the same type of money that so many continue to take to stay afloat, to stay alive in whatever they're doing, in whatever business they're running. And, and just to tie it into the PGA, the PGA survival is tied now to the Live Tour and the Saudi-backed league. Messi's going to play for the MLS, which is a huge victory for MLS. Chad, I'm assuming this also leads to some type of ownership for a club down the road. Sponsorship money is a massive part of this. And there's another report through, I believe, front office sports that Messi is tied with Qatar as sponsorships from, from Qatar, which would prevent him on paper from taking the Saudi deal. <laughs> At least on th that's I, one of the theories as to why he's in MLS today. I'm not so quick to just say he's saying no to Saudi money, but and taking a lot less in this deal. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll, get, I'll get into why I believe that. One, one part is the the money from Cutter that he's got in sponsorships that he could stand to lose. Also, there may be other sponsorship dollars or companies that if he went with the Saudi league because it's not as high profile. Um, it's not 
American. Maybe he loses out on some sponsorship dollars elsewhere, even though it's a ton of money from the Saudi league and the Saudi team, the Saudi-controlled team. So when David Beckham went to the LA Galaxy, his deal with MLS to be a part of MLS as a player was they were going to subsidize a discounted rate to him to own an MLS franchise. That number was $25 million. And that's what he used to buy and form Inter Miami. With Messi, the reports are he's not going to get that same deal. He's not going to get that same subsidy to own a team. I have to believe, though, this comes with some understanding that he is going to be involved in ownership, either with the Miami club or another club in MLS. Here is the key piece to me in this whole deal. The negotiations have included revenue sharing with Apple and Apple TV's deal with MLS. That with Messi coming over as one player with his name recognition, he's going to get a share of the Apple TV deal with MLS. When you partner with Apple in any way, and it could lead to other possibilities with Apple, oh, I don't know, like a four-part docuseries that was just announced that Apple TV is going to do on Messi. I bet he's not doing that for free. He's making a lot of money in this deal. I don't think this is just Messi, from a moral standpoint, could not take the money from Saudi Arabia, so he decided to go to MLS. He stands to make a ton in business dealings with this move to enter Miami, and it's a huge win for MLS. And Adidas, that Messi's going to be a part of the Adidas the league. is also heavily involved in him yep. in this decision. Adidas, Apple, and I... It, I, I would think there's some type of ownership structure if it's not publicly made now. It's very similar to what Beckham would have received uh, down the road in some type of verbal agreement or, or something. Um, but Barcelona, I mean, Barcelona would have liked to have him back, but they've been so mismanaged financially, they could not afford his wage. So that, that was, he had a, a couple of options. He could have gone to England, he could have played in Germany, or he could take a step down and play it for the Saudis or or take money from MLS. And, and that's what he's choosing to do. It's a step do. down also. That's you what know, I mean. A, yeah, to go to yeah. MLS. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a step down in competition. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's what he chose to do based on the financial backing of people behind the scenes, companies behind the scenes, that have made this work. But this is huge for MLS he, and he's Apple. He's only 35, Now the they get to focus on the brand of Messi and not have to just show some, some club yeah. logo. Doesn't it feel, up. though, like Messi's way older than 35? <laughs> Yes. When you hear the name Lionel yes. Messi, I feel like it's been around for you know twenty five years, uh, and maybe he was that good as you know a ten year old that we knew his name then. But I feel like he should be older than thirty five years old. Well, the thought, the thought is too. Uh, Ronaldo was going to do this. The, the talk was you go to Saudi, then you come to MLS and make this run, and then get involved with ownership and similar to what it's David new, Beckham is now promoting. It's a new. It's like a Major League Baseball's farm system. It's just a new form of that. You go to Saudi Arabia for a couple of years, then you go to MLS. Then you retire on an island somewhere. This is like the single-A, rookie ball, single-A, double-A, triple-A majors now. It's just Saudi Arabia, U.S., retirement. Chad, I'm hoping we don't retire the idea of EA Sports and NCAA football returning uh, to the platforms and, and video uh, esports this year. Massive hit growing up. All the way through 2014 is the last edition, I believe. Um, according to On3... EA Sports and, and the video game, they're set to make a return next summer. That would be for the first time in a decade or more. But they may have to table that based on the fact that players are suggesting a possible holdout over monetary gain 
for NIL, which makes sense. You know, you just can't roll this out and just throw out a flippant number. I think the number was, what, $500 per player to use NIL in the game. And they could also, they're going to include a transfer portal in this. That would be crazy. I mean, again, they're going to think of everything here. And also, I believe if you're a senior committed to a team in high school going college, you can also sign up to be a part of the video game for that season for your team. You can be an option for the game. Or you're an option in the high school recruiting aspect of whatever the season uh, form is, format is for this game, and you can be recruited to different places and have your name actually in the game, your, your likeness in the game. But here comes uh, just everything is going to go back to now payouts and what certain players are worth versus others. And it may put a stop, or not a stop, a halt, a pause on when this game is getting released. I, I thought when all this, when name image likeness came about and it was a possibility, I just, I, I could not envision a scenario where the money would be worth it for EA Sports to put out this game with how much money they're going to have to shell out. I, I love this game, you know, as a college age guy. I'm sure a lot of, you know, younger people, college age guys love playing EA Sports college football if it comes back. I cannot believe there's enough people that love this game enough to make all the money worth it and the work that would be involved to pay all of these college football players. Well, just, Do you work out a deal with each collective? Then the collective gives out money to the, every player on the roster? I mean, there's so much so fine-tuning to all this that has to happen. I just don't know how it's going to work. We, we talk about uh, networks and what they're paying, streaming services, what they're paying for NFL rights. Um, electronic Arts, they pay the NFL – they have a for, for the rights to use that the, the NFL shield and the players in it. 1.5 billion over five years is the agreement for Madden. I have no idea what everything would add up to from the college front of this. But I, I would have to imagine the top stars in the college game, if you're returning, cover athlete aside, cover athlete's going to get paid. Aside from that, the top, the top players are going to get paid more than the five to $800 realm that we're talking here. But if you think about, in total, all of the teams and everything involved, that seems very reasonable to me. Because that would be for every player, not just the SEC players or the Big Ten players. I think that's reasonable on a certain scale. And then, yeah, I mean, the, the top brands of college football negotiate more, don't be in the game. Well, and that's again. That now we're, now we're getting back into yeah, in unionization. But collectives, collectives I mean, there's no there's but, no way to collectively bargain well, it. But because collectives across the country, they're not paying. Uh, certain companies aren't paying the same rate for no. a wide receiver that they would a quarterback. No, but but I'm saying if if you worked out a clean way to say we're going to pay every NCAA school this much money, yeah, and they're going to distribute it to their teams, and every player is going to get this much. Well, that sounds great, but. When Caleb Williams argues a lot more people are playing with USC and me on this game than all these other teams, I deserve more, and they try to go back and negotiate it, it's hard to do that because you can't go to individual players and there's no union. They're not professional athletes, so it's not unionized where you can negotiate with a union on what you pay them for the rights of everyone in that union to be on the game. I just... It's mind-numbingly difficult to me to figure this out to where you're going to make the right payments to everyone 
and get a game done. Well, I don't this, see would, this would be for next summer, not this one. Um, that so Caleb Williams, in theory, will be in the NFL getting paid through Madden. Either way, he's getting paid through EA or NIL. Uh, so I think it's really it's also difficult to know now where the value is going to be a year from now because of the transfer portal, because of players that come onto the scene and they have their first starting experience in college and take the game over, right? Go on this Heisman run, uh, either because of a transfer or based on the fact that the guy ahead of them either graduated out or chose to go to the league or hit the portal. So it's very, I think it's going to be hazy year in and year out with that, unless you have some structure, which they don't have to this point. They also, you know, were a part of why we are where we are, though. Yeah, no, the, the biggest part, the, yeah. the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit that got all this started was a big part all of this. All the way to the, to the Supreme Court. It looks as though, by the way, Josh Allen is going to make the Madden cover uh, this year. You've got RG3, who's been, who's been lobbying for DeMar Hamlin to be on the cover of Madden Which would have been this cool. Year. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's back, by the way, as a full participant uh, for the Bills, which is remarkable. Um, but RG3 is saying, celebrate a moment that brought us all together for, for once, regardless of what, what team you cheer for. Um, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, the topic across the sport was DeMar Hamlin for a, for a good while during a season where every team is scrambling to make a playoff push. Um, and then you have Will Compton <laughs> with a great response from Bussin, uh, who says, I think DeMar's been through enough meaning uh, the Madden curse, Compton is buying into the Madden curse on the injuries. The guys that have been several players over the years that make the, the Madden cover, Eddie George did, made the Madden cover. Got hurt. And then gets hurt the following season and, and doesn't end up on, a, on an active roster by the end of the season. He's on injured reserve. Hopefully for Josh Allen and Bills fans, that's not the case. I don't buy in. Uh, by the way, I'm not into uh Hutton's not a superstitious guy at Not all. jinxes. I mean... The superstitious people, you know, they're superstitious about wearing the same socks that were very successful for them. Uh, and then as soon as they lose, they take them off. And then soon after that, they win again. It's remarkable how superstitious people don't go back to what worked so well. It's like winning on a, on a, a slot machine and you lose once and you, you leave. Uh, the person that sits down next hits it again. Or you, you hit it again on your next slot. It, again, it's just... Yeah, there's no such thing as a Madden curse. That's that's ridiculous. No. That's hocus pocus. These are people who also, you know, believe that they were greeted by a ghost from the Civil War last night uh, right. when they stayed at a hotel. Never someone this, from the eighties. Mookie Betts, I'm sure, probably wouldn't uh, believe. No ghosts from the eighties. They're always from they're from the eighties, the eighteen eighties. Yeah, not, not the nineteen. Mookie Betts, who would not stay in a hotel in Milwaukee, got an Airbnb <laughs> instead because he's afraid of a ghost in the in the hotel. Right. No, it's as ridiculous as as that. The curse doesn't exist. Now, I do believe in psychology. You know, playing a part in every athlete or every person. If you have a routine. I believe routines can be very helpful to you psychologically to go perform at your highest level. There's certain things you do every day to get ready or every time before a game or every time before you do something. I'm talking about practical things. I'm not talking about, you know, putting a left sock on first and rolling it down and right sock. Nothing like that, but just your routine on a day-to-day basis when you get out of it can affect you mentally where you're not doing as good of a job. Do I think that someone's getting in their own head because they're on the cover of Madden and that affects their body to then break down and get injured? No, of course not. Madden curse, not real. 
And I've reached a point in my life, Hutton, where I can honestly say, I do not give a damn who is on the cover of a video game. Don't care one bit. A lot of people do. Put Damar Hamlin on there. Put Mother Teresa on there. Put Joe <laughs> Biden on there on the cover. I, I don't care. Whoever you want to put on the cover of Madden, have at it. Not going to make one bit of difference to me at all. Hey, uh, Not at all. DeAndre Hopkins, reports are he's on a flight to Nashville. Mike Vrabel today, head coach of the Titans, said that, De, uh, that DeAndre Hopkins, free agent wide receiver, will meet with the Titans next week. Not today or tomorrow, but next week. Uh, Tom Pelissero of NFL Network said that Hopkins was uh, slated to fly to Nashville uh, Sunday, but then he also said he was coming in earlier, I believe. So it'll be, it, Brable's confirmed it. They're looking at him. I don't know if it's well, still. Sunday the, could be next week. I don't, I mean, he could be right on that well, okay. report. Yeah. I, I don't know if it is uh, his first visit, though. That's what hasn't been confirmed. But I believe that's, that's the idea, is he's starting his visit. Pelissero's tweet claims it's his first visit. Um, now Vrabel's team gets the first visit with Hopkins, the five-time Pro Bowl pick released by Arizona last month. And he is a huge fan of Vrabel, having spent time with him in Houston. This would be huge for the Titans. They're in desperate need of wide receiver help. Um, this would help that offense out a ton. That Once again, is going to be a running offense yeah. led by Derrick Henry. And you hope that Ryan Tannehill stays healthy because they don't have a good backup option. Right now, unless Will yep. Levis is a lot better than we expect, they don't have a great backup option. He's going to be a rookie either way. Um, this could really help the Titans and be a factor in the AFC South. Then this, this hasn't been confirmed, but the expectation is we will see him meet with the Chiefs and meet with the team that whose quarterback is on the cover of Madden, Josh Allen. Uh, both of those franchises want Hopkins as well. I would if if this is about success on the field. Chiefs won, Bills two. Titans three of the three we know that are probably going to be visited I would go in that order very and it's not even that close coming up Clay Travis joins us and we'll get his take on the live and PGA merger next on hot mic another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow rolls on across the Outkick network. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube. A million of you have. Uh, Clay Travis will join us momentarily, we believe. He would lead with that as well. Thank you to all of the Outkick season ticket holders. That's what we refer to uh, our listener and a viewer base as. We appreciate you watching every day and all the shows and content through the channel. More at outkick.com as well. Hit the like button if you're watching now. Clay joins us uh, coming up. He was on the road earlier this morning, Chad. You and I spoke with him. Yeah. And uh, maybe he's just in a, in a bad spot because we know uh, a location he's headed. And my guess is cell phone service could be spotty. It's at, a very, at, at uh, very popular vacation destination. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. is. So, Chad, I opened the show today discussing Rory McElroy, who's been a, a very outspoken uh, critic of the Saudi-backed live tour. 
saying like, you know, he's one of the, the biggest pawns in this, uh, not by his own choosing, but he was the front man for the band called the PGA Tour. He was the spokesperson and chose to do that, chose to answer questions and bash the tour and mention the things that the PGA Tour was standing for. Uh, the same things that Jay Monahan said last year. Roy was say, saying the same things. Loyalty being one of them. Being a part of history. Giving up on history to take the money. Many other things that Rory was saying. And I don't disagree with them. I'm, I'm glad that many of them chose to stay. I also don't hate the players that took the money. Because quite honestly, if someone's offering $250 million or a plus... I, it's extremely difficult for the average professional golfer to turn that down. Tiger turned down a reported 750, right? There are others that turned it down. Rory's one of them. And I, I said, in, instead of becoming what looks like someone that's supporting the decision that Jay Monahan made, where you have the, a player ranked 244th in the, in the world, maybe 277th in the world, getting into a shouting match, not with Jay Monahan, but with Roy McIlroy in the player meeting yesterday. A report there. Um, and that report from uh, the Telegraph over in the UK. Chad, I, I said I wanted to hear from him. And right at the start of the show, here's a quote for you uh, from Rory. Uh, it, it, it's, it starts out great. I still hate live, McIlroy told reporters. Uh, this is from the Canadian Open. Like, I hate live. I hope it goes away, and I would fully expect that it does. I think that's where the distinction here is. This is where I just shake my head again. More from McElroy. This is the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund. Very different from live. So look, going forward, I hope that there's, you know, maybe a team element. You're going to see maybe whoever else plays in some sort of team golf, but I don't think it will look like anything like Liv has looked, and I think that's a good thing. So now the pivot is the structure of Liv, not what Liv versus the PGA Tour stance was standing for over the last year. And this pivot on behalf of the PGA will continue to happen, and we'll, we'll continue to watch. But I can't help but think of the individual players, the greats, namely Phil Mickelson. He was going after Greg Norman, plenty of others. I can't help but think when they see this, oh, look who's playing by the corporate spokesman line now. Look who's taking the talking points to the next level, like Jay Monahan's trying to roll out there. Right now, it's Rory McIlroy. He's one of the 10%, apparently, of the players in the room that weren't that heated over this, despite 90% being heavily against the decision that Monahan and the PGA made. This is such revisionist history by Rory McIlroy. You're right. Suddenly, it's not the source of the live tour. It's the format right. of live tour. All of a sudden, it's the Rory team McElroy golf. really hates that these guys are allowed to wear shorts. While they're playing golf. Really hates the team format and four ball or whatever the hell they're doing on live. That's what he was against the whole time. I still hate live. Guys, this is going to be the PGA Tour. They're just an, uh, an investor now. 
in the tour and a part of it. This has nothing to do with Liv moving forward. That is a ridiculous stance from Rory McIlroy. A, a, a relatively smart pivot if people are just going to not have the receipts of everything he said a year ago and what he said for the past year, yeah. then I guess you can claim, well, it's the format that I had a problem with and not the actual money or the people behind Liv. It's just the fact that they you know, get to do things differently or do things differently than the PGA Tour. Uh, I find that to be utterly ridiculous. But keep in mind... Uh, I'll also say, I think, guy- it's, I think it's ridiculous if they use the team format on PGA Tour, but that is going to happen. Because Jay Monahan's already yeah. saying they got to figure out a way I don't- to structure that in. Yeah, and maybe it's only on certain events. You know, maybe the, the contracts with these players that Liv has, part of the payout comes from the team payout, not the individual payout. So I don't know how they'll, they'll have to make that good if they even do, but... Well, there's so they, they have mentioned it. You're right. There's different extremes in this, right? We saw the extreme negativity about live from a majority of people when this all went down, yeah, right? With, right? With Phil and everything, yep. and uh, almost everyone get kind of got caught up in that. And then there's also the extreme, like live is right and PGA is wrong stance. I think in all of this that it's it's perfect and there's nothing wrong with it and all that. I think that's a little bit extreme as well. We had a YouTube poster earlier in the chat. By the way, over a million subscribers now on the Outkick YouTube page. So smash that like button if you're there watching the show right now. But he said that the team format for PGA is going to, and I need to go find it, the quote, it's going to revolutionize the game of golf. And it could add a fifth major. Hutton, I got to be honest. I'm not looking for the game of golf to be revolutionized. There's not, there, everything out there does not need to be revolutionized. I don't find anything wrong with the game now and how it's played as an individual sport. Well, but, I'm not thirsty for team golf. But that may be how to create a fifth major, which would be huge for a network. But right? that, may mean, be, that may be the route to okay. do it instead of, you know, uh, however they're going. But it, I'm, am I going to buy that, that well, now know, this is a fifth major? Well, I mean... Okay, they, I mean, they can, they, they can sell that all they want, but I'm not going to look at whatever they create with well, that, the four aces well, the team as sport, a team to be I mean, the that's fifth what the Ryder Cup is, though, is a, is a team event. If you wanted to do it annually, well, the Ryder Cup that's is how you would go the about. USA versus Europe. There's a lot of pride at stake. Sure, but it's team. And how they do that. But that, 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 would be their, that would be their sales pitch, just like they're selling the fact that they're you know, joining Live to well, unify golf. I, I'll give you the one way to make it interesting. Make it Live versus PGA. Make it defectors versus loyalists. Those who left and those who stayed. If so, you wanted to make it spicy so and interesting. has to play on live? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, but just if you want to make it interesting, pit those guys against each other that don't like each other. The Europeans yeah. and the Americans don't like each other in the every two-year Ryder Cup, which is fun. And both sides don't. And it's, it's highly entertaining from that format. I'm just... I'm not going to buy if a network comes in and says, guys, we now have a fifth major and it's this team event. That we're creating uh, well, would live. I, I don't need to see that. Well, the team event, though, is how they're going to end up paying these guys more at these tournaments. They're going to raise the purse. That's, that's what the sales pitch was for Liv, because you're, you're guaranteed a bigger payday even if you finish last individually, if your team ends up winning or places in a certain category. That's how you, you can end up with a 6 or $7 million payday, despite, you know, that, which is great on Liv. Uh, a $4 million buy, a payout if you're winning a tournament, which is more than what the winner got at the Masters, for instance, what John Rahm received at Augusta. I, I think that's how they're drumming up more payouts. It's just, oh, it, there's a guy who wouldn't have made the cut, but he's on this team that won, so he still gets money. I don't know. 
I'm not saying I, I enjoy the asset. I think it's no, more I visual. Just, it, that it's, they've it's got there. to figure out the the way to market it better, much better than the way Liv was doing. Look, it. it's Liv's right now to force that in because they have a seat at the table because they're injecting so much money to it, and this is a merger. So this is like when the NBA and ABA merged. They merged and they got to take their top franchises and move them into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Well, this to live, this is their top idea. So that idea now gets to go to PGA Tour. The, and PGA and Live, they all have to come together and figure out a way to incorporate that on tour. I'm just saying personally, and we do have someone in the YouTube chat I mentioned earlier that loves this idea and think it's going to revolutionize the sport. I don't see golf as a game that needs to be revolutionized. I don't think everything needs to be revolutionized. Maybe I'm an old man when I say that, but I'm fine with the way golf is played now and the way I watch the majors. I don't need a fifth major. I don't need team events in golf, but this is clearly something important to the people at live because this is something they instituted on their tour that they think is beneficial. I'll be interested to see how it plays out and what they do with it and how they incorporate it. I'm just saying personally, I don't need to see it. I'm not, it, it, I'm not clamoring for this. I think, in it, golf. I think it comes down to if a network wants it or they don't. You know, they're going to. Oh, I think it just comes down to the Saudis want it, so it's going to happen. It's yeah. part of the. It's probably part but, of the language in the merger. Well, you also now they got to figure it out. Yasir saying yesterday, like it's it's something that we're going to discuss, but he's not tied to any one format. Uh, but he looked forward to bringing the live format and and joining PGA again. There's a lot of questions in the structure of this that they left open-ended on their final bullet point of what they were hitting on, which is we, we will have a structure that is to be determined. They don't have a name for this company yet, but it's the Saudis that are running that end of it while the PGA continues right now. It's all very confusing on, on how they opened and, and tossed this out there to the players, and the players are ending up with more questions than answers right now. This is a very newsy story in that it will bleed out news yeah. for a while. We're going to so, get little tidbits within this contract and this deal, this merger, in the weeks ahead. This is in, You mentioned bleed out. At the PGA Tour, the, the powers that be, Jay Monahan and a couple of others, apparently, this is all through Monahan uh, on who knew about this for the last seven weeks. Uh, by the way, Scott Stallings, PGA player, uh, PGA professional, will join us coming up in uh, about 45 minutes or so. Uh, looking, excuse me, about a, an hour from now. Looking forward to that. Um, at 5.15 Eastern. Um, I talked to someone else in tune with the tour, and he, I'll just, I'm going to read the theory here on why now, 12 months later, isn't that long of a wait to then sell back and sell off a portion of what you're doing after being completely against it, a total 180. The PGA, looking for they were looking at years down the road. I think the, the public investment fund had targeted them before Liv was born. PIF did the math, and they knew that the PGA was vulnerable and ripe for the taking by forcing an arms race. And once they initiated the plan, it didn't take long for reality to set in with the PGA. The PGA would have been able to keep going for years, but the investment fund accelerated intentionally their efforts for the inevitable ending this through the, the legal system. They forced the PGA to immediately up the purses with events prior to all this with money that they didn't really have or at least claim they weren't going to have, but they're going to have to open their books. There was going to be discovery through the lawsuits that were currently being appealed uh, in regards to antitrust law. They knew immediately that the sponsors wouldn't fill the gaps for future years. It was a targeted and quick kill. 
masterfully executed. That's the way it was described. And it continues, I think it's obvious there's a hard reality at play here that goes against conventional thinking in the minds of most sports fans. We all ultimately know sports is just business, but the collective, we, we're not accustomed to seeing, recognizing, and accepting such a startling transaction of this magnitude and the way it was handled. I think that's well said. And they, they decided to join in before they continued to bleed out, and there was a full-on takeover, which is the opinion of many that eventually... Saudi's just going to own golf. And this was a part of their grand scheme to do so. They weren't going away despite not turning a profit or not having any legitimacy in terms of a, a, a television uh, network, a revenue stream. And it, it leads me to ask, what could be vulnerable next for them? Tennis? Well, they're already, they already have a heavy hand in tennis. Yeah, what other sports, though, are, are this level? You mentioned Formula One earlier. They, they're, they're very... They, they, to yes. me, it's all the independent contractor sports, like, like the PGA Tour. But it could be Where more you've than got that. a collection like, of independent contractors and not a, so, a, a more unionized league and team setting. It, it could be more than that, though. Like, not that they couldn't was, take over a, a league... With the money they have, but the ones that are most vulnerable, I would think, would be those that include a bunch of individual independent contractors. I mean, I, I don't know the financials here of MLS, but MLS comes to mind. Like, we were discussing Messi before the show today. I said, while, you know, everyone's praising Jay Monahan a year ago, a year later, he's still he's joining forces with the Saudis. While Messi is turning down money, he's taking Apple money, he's taking Adidas money, there's some type of ownership at, at, at stake here down the road for him to join MLS and enter Miami. It's great. But who's to say that Saudi doesn't come in and start funneling money into the MLS if, if they need that, just as an example. And all of a sudden, everyone involved in that league is now financed and, and paid through, in large part, the quote-unquote advertising dollars that we are told that is now being funneled into the PGA Tour through Saudi, through their in, financial investment to make sure this new project gets off the ground. I mean, it, it, we're... Well, we're the no, possibilities are endless. We're, I mean, yeah. we're talking about with this private investment fund and the sovereign wealth organization. I mean, it's it's the basically the GDP of a country that produces a lot of oil that can just operate as its own corporate entity and go and buy what they want. And the, the king runs that fund. He's in charge of it. Yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't end. <laughs> I mean, imagine if you just pulled all of the industries in America... And it was its own one fund that funneled up to the top. And America decided they wanted to own all these other countries' sports and it's, it's, or other industries across the world. It would happen quickly. And the, the, headline, the, 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 the headquarters for the public investment fund is in Riyadh. WWE goes there once or twice a year. Riyadh, for, right. For a big show. Yeah. Um, and you also have uh, the, the net worth just in U.S. dollars of the PIF is $620 billion. So, I mean, if you start to look at the numbers and think, well, we're in a legal battle and they're not worried about when this ends, they'll just bleed us dry and take over. And, and they could practically do that with whatever they want to from the sports world or with all the other companies that are advertising on the same platforms of leagues that are saying, we're better than that. They're still taking money from companies that have investors that also link to the public investment fund. So it's it, what we see on the surface level is it's PR, it's optics. 
Yeah, we, I, I was so very surprised, Chad, with just the list of companies yeah. on a daily basis uh, that, that have money pouring in from this same fund. Uh, R. Wilmer in the YouTube chat says, China's next when they purchase the NBA. I mentioned yesterday, Hutton, that a funny you know, Onion sports headline would be mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy so angry that PGA merged with the Saudis that he signs with a new Chinese-backed golf association <laughs> after that. Because we can play this game on and on about what countries with human rights atrocities are involved in different American industries that we have come to rely on for entertainment resources that we love, that they're involved in. This could go on forever. And their mission statement through this fund, uh, it's called uh, their Saudi Vision 2030 is the way it's labeled at their website with investments, leadership, and global investments. Deep connections with top-tier international businesses is what they're touting. And they have them. Everything from the credit card in your wallet to the device that you're using right now, if you have an iPhone, they've got it. And the guy having to answer questions for it is Bryson DeChambeau because he was playing golf for the Live Tour. Uh, being asked about uh, the, the families of 9-11 uh, from CNN, which... Meanwhile, you know, the device that you're reading off the teleprompter is made by a Saudi-backed program because they, they own 16% of whatever company helped manufacture that. So when we come back, Hutton, I have details of Lionel Messi's deal that got him to MLS and the final offer that came in oh, okay. from the Saudi-backed team that he turned down. And it is, and this is mind-blowing. Is this Tiger or... Is the tease tiger? What is it? This is okay. This is eight tigers. I don't even know what the tease. They were willing tiger to bury is. the bodies. No, this is this is next level. All right, let's. Uh, I can't wait to hear this, uh, and, and, and then compare what MLS just gained. That's next on Hot Mike. All right, Chad, you've got the, the numbers, front office sports, as we welcome you back to Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow. Messi turns down how much money from Saudi to play now for the MLS in Miami? One final offer was made to Lionel Messi. It's the last-ditch effort from the Saudi club Al-Halal. Three years. Okay. $1.6 billion. $1.6 billion. You are immediately a billionaire and then some to go play soccer in Saudi Arabia for three years. Messi ended up choosing Inter-Miami. Now, what does he get with Inter-Miami? It's a unquantifiable amount of money in perpetuity because he's going to have some ownership and some stake. Moving yeah, that forward, has also a lot of been different reported things. Now, yeah. Which was not confirmed. There's but. no. I've not seen a salary that's involved in this with with Inter Miami, but this is all also from front office sports. It is an unprecedented type deal for a single player in ownership and stake that he's going to get a share of Adidas kit sales, and I'm guessing that's not just his kit being sold, but all soccer kits being sold by Adidas. He's getting some sort of revenue share. Share of Apple TV season pass revenue through Apple and MLS. 
And he doesn't get the same subsidy that David Beckham got to buy a team at a discounted rate of $25 million, but he does have a solid option to buy a stake in the club enter Miami once he retires, which I'm sure has already been worked out, that he's going to be part owner with that, Beckham yeah, has to be. the moment that he retires so, as a player. Chad, his salary last year on field earnings, $75 million. That's what – so uh, whenever you see that number for MLS, I'm curious where that comes down. But $1.5 billion tells you the initiatives from what Saudi's trying to do. They're taking over with the biggest individual brands and names, and they're working their way in to own soccer just the same way they own golf. That's what they were trying to do. Uh, to me, that's it's pretty clear uh, based on that type of offer that's being reported by front office sports. $1.5 billion, three years. So Ronaldo's $1.6 billion. Ronaldo's making uh, $300 million, I believe, for two years. I, I, I want to know what is also included in this deal. In a three-year $1.6 billion contract, the fine print of that and what all that entails. He's getting money from Qatar, which he's been with from Barcelona, uh, where I, I believe like it's a shirt deal. It's, a, it's very similar, Chad, to the, to the kit proceeds and a portion of that. Um, to what degree, there's no way it's close to this. But what a huge move by Messi. But also, I mean, what this says for MLS. And I, it also shows the money that the PIF can just throw around, which is like, who's to say they just don't make some flat offer and just buy a league instead of a player? You know well, what I mean? It's, it's like, I mean, it's like the conversion rate, the transfer rate of their money it's monopoly money. It, it, they're playing a different game with this private investment fund. Yeah, but when you, you, know, you stop you on to, their, if we're playing monopoly, when you stop on their on their property, the oil underneath the ground. Exactly. Is, so you know, every it's all. There's no competing businesses. All the oil money is going to one place in Saudi Arabia. So what they're able to do with that, you know, you go to some foreign countries and it's like, oh, this is how much American? Oh, this is a dollar seventy-five mm-hmm. American. It, it's it's crazy to you. This is how they operate. I mean, $75 million is what Messi was making. That's an an absurd amount of money that he was making from his previous club. They were offering him almost 10 times that per year. Their money isn't like our money. It's, It's totally different. That's why their ability to lose a ton of money on deals is it's not our type of risk that we think about in the United States. It's insane. Well, it spins the to same. think about this amount of money. Oh, for sure. But I'm and saying, it, and it keeps what, people in, in, in power, uh, even here. I'm saying, yeah. Jay Monahan still is running things PGA Tour wise today. My point is, a billion dollars there to them oh, is no. not treated like a billion dollars here. No, it's not nothing to them. Well, that's but the, it's not nearly the thing it is. That's in the America. fear, though. That the the power that they have and the companies that we don't really know about. You know, the 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 financial backing, even if it's just. You know, as a six percent investor, uh, for a company to lose six percent of the type of funds we're talking about and the future funds they could buy into, you don't want to lose that. So you're going to listen to what they say. And even as a majority stakeholder from the PGA standpoint, which is what they're pushing, that's not going to be for long, based on the opinion of many in the PGA. They fully expect that Jay Monahan now picks up the phone and takes orders from Yasir, not the other way around, which is also crazy to think about. Uh, they now, they imagine, now own golf. If Messi would have taken this, 
They own they're they already own soccer to a, a large degree. Well, they'll just go buy Inter Miami now, probably. <laughs> oh, but you're going to take our money. We'll, get, like, we'll it, get Beckham to take it. I mean, this is huge for MLS because now you have the brand of Messi, right? You you have a reason for Apple to want to buy in more to your league, and beyond that, you I, again the financials they continue to expand the league. I don't think they're hurting, but who's to say where they're headed financially? This is massive for them. They don't have to turn to something. They don't have the fear of being uh, caught in a, a court system with the billions upon billions that the Saudis were backing in an antitrust lawsuit for Phil Mickelson and others, other nine others on the Live Tour that were not allowed to play in Memphis at the FedEx Cup, for now, instance. Now, what Messi got was a really sweet deal uh, in all this with Adidas, with Apple, Man. with Inter-Miami, and it may end up equaling over the course of his life you know, more than $1 billion or $1.6 billion. I doubt it, but maybe it does. But imagine turning down a contract to play soccer I can't. and nothing else for three years and $1.6 billion. It's not like he's 50, right? 35-year-old Lionel Messi. This isn't the senior PGA billion. Tour here. No, it's not the Champions Tour. That's for sure. Crazy. Come on. More headlines will... Certainly uh, continue with the live and PGA discussion. Scott Stallings from the PGA Tour will join us to give his opinion. And DeGrom injured, Tommy John surgery, and the future for him. We discuss all of that and more straight ahead, final hour next, here across the Outkick Network. <laughs> 